What's up, y'all? This is uh, Never Ending Adventure, an Adventure Time themed, centered podcast. We never do anything other than Adventure Time, especially not Shrek. Yeah, we did. We did a whole hour on Shrek, man. I worked so hard. Who'd you do that with? That wasn't me. It was, no, that was uh, DJ Cowboy Hat. DJ Cowboy Hat. He needs to come back. I miss him. I know. We'll get him back on soon. You know, I had a conversation. There is a disbelief uh, and... I was going to say my household. I don't live with my girlfriend, but with my girlfriend, that DJ Cowboy Hat is not a real touring musician. And I was like, who are you to discredit DJ Cowboy Damn, Hat? You don't know these things. I I was a you, little annoyed and it, and it was an issue for a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are getting this week in diving into the ocean of fear. Yes, we are. Uh, Thalassophobia, which we all have now. Uh, that may or may not be pronounced like that. Uh, the the lassophobia, the fear the of the ocean, the, the lassophobia, T H A. I don't know. Anyways, y'all, I feel like that would be such easier if it was just like ocean phobia. Ocean phobia. Well, yeah. it's kind of funny. The like, I literally just got back from the beach, so this was kind of an oddly convenient Time, episode. Timely episode for you not yeah. to be scared of the little scrimpies at the bottom of the ocean. Fourth of July. It is so. We live on the Atlantic coast, or not on the coast, but on this, that's the beach we would go to, obviously, mm-hmm. that or the Gulf. And unlike the Gulf, the Atlantic Ocean is just like brown. Yeah. Like you, you cannot can't see, see anything like a foot under the water. So, yeah, it's, it's a little terrifying. freaky. Yeah. It yeah. really is. And I, and I, as a child, just to relate this episode to us a little bit, as a child, I would get stung. Every single time I went to the beach. Well, you were swimming at the wrong times of day then. I don't know. I So St. Simon's Island, Georgia is mm-hmm. where we would go. And every single time we went to the beach, I would get stung. The worst was on my butt while I was boogie boarding. But it was so freaking, it was like, it's a joke with my family. It's like everybody else doesn't get stung. But for some reason, the jellyfish just love me. Yeah. For those of you guys who don't know the Atlantic Ocean, you cannot swim at high tide, essentially. Is that what it is? Yeah. You can't swim. Oh, that's when all the jellies, all the bad boys, all the crabbies, they all come in at high tide. So you what always bad swim. boys are coming out? The, all the bad boys. <laughs> the newts. The newts. The newts. That you got to poot on? Poot no. On the newts. The, uh, no, man. I don't know. I mean, it is, it's freaky because you'll feel something brush against your foot and every now and then you'll hear, hear someone go, I just got, you know, bit by a crab. You're, I guess, clawed yeah. by a crab no do crabs bite no no yeah so someone will yell that or something or like you'll feel seaweed and you're like oh jellyfish you yeah. know that's but, part of the fun of it is the fun the fun is the fear well we learned i taught her how to body surf which is a freaking ball if you've never body surfed before i have okay good you i, spend, I, for, I you hesitated i was like oh. I, spend, I just wanted to make sure i had yeah, yeah i had I've spent but you got to do high tide because that's when the waves are the best or at least they, no, that's when it's low it tide was. and it's starting to come in okay that's you gotta you gotta yeah well if you can't tell we love the ocean so i love the ocean i, I like don't the smell being i like the, the water i like being in the ocean mm-hmm. i like being at the beach i'm going to the beach in like two weeks and I love the beach boys. I love the beach boys. I mean, I love the idea of the ocean probably more than the ocean. So, itself. what is the fear of the beach boys called? The fear of the beach boys is uh, uh, I get around a phobia and or <laughs> um, 
Good, good vibrationophobia. Good vibrationophobia. Yeah, good vibrationophobia. Oh man, well, well, let's let's do a quick recap. I mean, this is actually, yeah. I think, it's a great it's a great episode in season one. Um, this is a good episode. We learn a little bit more about about Finn and some of of his, you know, Finnisms. Yeah, if he's the greatest hero of ooh, he is not perfect. Yeah, he's got fears, and they come out pretty big time. And I think he learns a pretty valuable lesson toward the end of this episode that like. Every great hero has a flaw. Yeah. You know, and, and he embraces his own sort of, or he's kind of forced to. Yeah. Well, a he's a little bit forced to, but at the end of the episode, it's kind of like nothing changes from the beginning to the end. You know what I it's mean? It's true. Yeah. He kind of starts off afraid of the ocean. You really do think that he he's faced his fear, but facing your fear ne- doesn't necessarily mean you're like beating it, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. I my wife is scared of spiders, and I swear, I, if you put a spider on her hand every day, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that that phobia would not go away. You no, know, and and also, what is the what's the other one with like the honeycomb? Oh, trifophobia. Trifophobia. Tri- oh, man, that is wild. Yeah, any any fear of like uh, I get it. I get it. Concentric patterns, yeah. honeycombs, pomegranates. It's like. And then that's like, uh, so it's that's crazy, and that's evolutionary, and you know, it's, it's it. an evolutionary fear because anal- animals would be scared of patterns like that because it would typically mean that something was poisonous. Plants, animals, and so that's kind of well. I think as far as like evolutionary and all that stuff, I think even there's like historically, fear of the ocean makes sense to me. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that was going to be one of my like thoughts and, and bigger picture things from this episode yeah. was that like pretty sure fear of the ocean is a healthy thing. Like it is the place where humans are not supposed to be like yeah. in the water. Well, like, survival by risk avoidance, you know, yeah. is essentially a large part of how the human species has, which I guess that's not what, I don't know what the actual species of human, I, I don't know. Homo, Homo sapien. sapien. Yeah, stupid images. <laughs> Um, how we've survived is risk avoidance throughout all the years and the fear of the unknown. The the sea is the great unknown. I mean, but until the uh, the freaking space was. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, I mean, the but, final frontier. But, you know, yeah, but, I mean, what is it? 5% of the ocean has been discovered? Yeah, but like, it's not or, like we're going to discover a you know, um, I mean, giant shark at the bottom of the ocean. Has been like tracked and mapped and actually like yeah. seen and explored. And so that kind of makes it a little bit terrifying because it's, it's that... Yeah, fear of the unknown. And, and the like, things at the bottom of the ocean are terrifying. Yeah. Like, it's things weird. At the, at the top of the ocean are terrifying half the time. They're creepy, but the things that, I feel like the the fish that can survive in complete darkness at the bottom of the ocean for some reason just always are that yeah, much worse. They're nasty, man. Yeah. They're Have you ever seen, seen like a Japanese crab? Yeah. Like Dude. that really lanky one. They're like this, they're the size of a car. Yeah. Like they're massive. It's, it, anyways, we're, uh, but yeah, I, I did want to say it's interesting to see, like historically speaking, uh, the sea is often depicted as disastrous or, or a punishment sort of a thing. So like Noah's Ark is a great example mm-hmm. of that. Uh, Shakespeare's The Tempest also is an example of that. And Gilligan's Island. Yeah. I mean, but also you <laughs> on the flip side, and I play devil's advocate yeah. here, I mean, the sea is also meant to kind of symbolize life in many cultures, mm. you know, like Japanese culture, like fishing, living on the water, like transportation, a ton yeah. of it is 
this kind of like life-giving life aura well, as would, well. I know? would even say though in Japanese culture, the great wave is a great example of this where mm -hmm. the artist was trying to do many different, it's like 31 or something. Look it up. It's great. The history of the great wave is very fascinating. It's a, a print, uh, but he was trying to do a whole bunch of different views of Mount Fuji, which is a very spiritual uh, mm -hmm. mountain for yeah. the Japanese people. And if you look at the Great Wave, it is depicted as terrifying. Uh, the wave, the the white of the wave has claws coming down on the boats of these uh, just completely at mercy to the sea people that are very, very far from land. I mean, Mount Fuji is massive and the wave is like arcing over top of the mountain, mm -hmm. you know? So, so, and it's like every culture has little bits of that. The Greek were afraid of not only death, but the fear of, or death of the, by the sea, but also when you're out at sea, uh, the fear is that it's like the worst way to go because no one will remember your legacy and no one knows how you died. And that is yeah. another part of like the fear of the sea, the like Kraken, Davy Jones, Locker and his smelly socks from SpongeBob. Mm -hmm you know, the Flying Dutchman's ghost ship. I mean, the sea is a spooky place. So I I don't blame, I don't blame Finn yeah, at I, all. I only blame him in the sense of like, let's let's take a break down here and do that scene when he's trying to run in to the ocean and gets the drop on his face. And it's like the epic <laughs> slow motion yes. used in a hundred memes. Uh, like it's, <laughs> all the lines come great. out of his face yeah, and like- great. But like that's where I was like, okay, that's a he, little bit much. And maybe I think maybe Jake's aggressive approach to at least getting him in the water hopefully busted that fear out that he's no longer afraid of like drops from the ocean, you know? Yeah, I mean, he was completely submerged. Uh, Jake's, I just, I really disagree with Jake's policy on how he is going to treat Finn's fear. Yeah. And that, we talked about it in previous episodes that Jake kind of finds the lazy way to do things. And I wouldn't necessarily call this lazy, but it did not have a lot of thought. Yeah, it did yeah. not have a lot of thought put into it, you know? Well, he's, it's like, what if Finn wasn't, what if Finn wasn't okay with it? What if they're sitting there in like in the supposed bedroom and Jake is getting his permission? What if Finn says no? And, yeah. and then he's like, oh, um, Hold on a second. Let me take you back to land, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, there's some points in, in I would do it mainly as a way of a friend was like, I want to not be scared of roller coasters. Like, yeah, essentially, this, are you talking about me? Are you scared of roller coasters? Yeah, of course. No, I'm see, afraid of everything. If yeah. I could like knock you out, put you on a roller coaster. I would. Now, that would be more mm. of like a practical joke. It'd be like a prank and be like, hey, did We did went that over work? this last week, did yeah. we not? Pranks, like what is acceptable with pranks and yeah. what is not acceptable. I actually, that's so funny you said that. I was thinking of my personal fears and there are many, uh, but water parks, like, like really it's roller coasters. It's, it's roller coasters, very large water park slides. I'm not a big fan of heights, uh, but I have a, a moment from a, my childhood when I was, at a water park and I was, you know, 12 or something like that. And everybody was going on this big slide and I refused to go on it. And for some reason I felt so ashamed. Like my dad was like, all right, fine, we'll stay here then, you know, like we're all going to go. Not to depict my dad as a bad person, but, <laughs> um, or a bad father. But I was, I just, I sat there and I started crying because I was like, I'm a wimp and I'm, 
I'm okay with that, I guess. But I, I was, yeah, I was embarrassed. Yeah. Well, and well, <laughs> let's take that back to Finn, man. Like, mm-hmm. like Finn doesn't really care that he's scared of the ocean. Finn cares that being scared of the ocean doesn't make him a good hero. A hero. You yeah. know? So like in that same way, like you not wanting to get on the roller coaster made you feel like a wimp. And that's like what the emotional part was. The emotional part wasn't like the overwhelming fear of it's the true. roller coaster, you know? Yeah. And I think his his confident gas, I don't know. What are what are the three wise men at the end of the episode? I've got a little bit on that. Do you want me to, to go into that right now? Yeah, we can go into it. I just thought it was funny. I mean, what we had talked about previously, I can't remember if this was an on or off podcast conversation where we talked about uh, he's got fear in his belly button and then he's got confidence people in his stomach and he's got one in his pits. Uh, um, pranking demons. Pranking in his demons pits. in his pits. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so the th- I, I was wondering the same thing because it's like such a weird cop-out to the end of the episode to have like a, a cloud limo drive in with three other spirits known as the, the wise men mm-hmm. that essentially just tell the fear feaster to just like screw off and Finn's fine. And then the fear feaster just kind of goes back into Finn's belly button. So we were like, yeah, it's super, super bizarre. But I read a little bit on that because I was confused and it goes back to like an old way of thinking. I think it was, I actually, shoot, I didn't write it down, but it was like humorology or hum, humorala, humor, something like that. I've but never essentially, heard of it. it's, I'm interested. There was like this, this theory way back before, like modern medicine, that your body had four humors inside of it black bile, yellow bile, blood, and, and phlegm. Um, and that all four of those things had to be in balance in your body for you to like be healthy. So if one thing was in excess or one thing was not enough, then that's that's what they believed but before like germs and bacteria existed. That's kind of what they thought if something was wrong with you. So that's why I remember they, you know, like you get sick balance. and they would like yeah. bleed you or whatever that you oh, were man. off balance. Um, so that's kind of, I think what- Isn't that how George Washington died? Yeah, they, they bled him to death because he had a cold. Man, yeah, messed up. Yeah. That's so, wild. So essentially I think- that might be kind of what they were alluding to in this, if that's what they were alluding to, is that like these were like the four humors and you do need to be imperfect. I don't know what the other three wise men, how you would represent them, but they said the color scheme was kind of similar to all of that um, with the wise men as well. But like that fear was like outbalanced in Finn, you know, and that the other three needed to come in and like rebalance him. Yeah, I, d- I definitely took it as kind of like the incarnation, as I was saying, of his confidence. It's like, hey, you are the greatest hero of ooh. Yeah. You know, but it's not just like it's a, a third party voice coming in and saying that. It is a part of Finn is giving him a, you know, like a, hey, like a little booster, like or like yeah. a, or solidifying that in his mind and, and in his brain, he has always thought of himself as a, a great hero. Yeah. And and finally we get to see something within him telling him very physically, like, don't listen to that Mark Hamill character. You are I know, I got it. Yeah, he snagged that one. <laughs> no, it. but we, we actually I think it was like episode three or something we were talking about celebrity hosts yeah. or celebrity voices. Well we've in the talked show. about Mark Hamill before. And we've talked about Mark Hamill, yeah. And this is something that I didn't talk to you about before this, but I kind of wanted to see who would bring it up first, you know, but of course I knew about it, so of course, I brought it up first, but <laughs> like going forward, if Mark Hamill is ever a voice on Adventure Time, 
we should just see who can get in there first and and, and <laughs> I think <laughs> drop I'm, the Mark Hamill bomb. It might bomb. only be one more. If I'm no, mistaken. maybe. Ah, oh, he was so good. I would have never guessed it was him though. I I honestly recognized it. You did? Uh, yeah, I'm not even gonna lie because it sounds slightly Joker esque, you know. So like, I I kind of was like, this feels way too familiar. And then as soon as I like saw you know the name, I was just like, oh duh, of course. Yeah, that but, dude. Yeah, well, it's it's I, I would have it would have gone right over my head. I like watched it knowing it was him and was like, I, I still can't hear it. Which really, means, but that means he's a good voice he's actor. Good. You yeah, know? he's very good. But I don't know, man. What what else? What kind of other feels did you get from this episode? Um, I mean, I guess my, my big thing is just Jake, the way he's dealing with Finn's fear bothered me. And and I wrote down uh, six steps, kind of a, a reinterpretation of, of Jake's steps for dealing with fear. Um, and I guess we could go through those real fast. Oh, yeah, wanted. run me through them. Uh, the first one is um, <clears throat> basically surrounding yourself with that fear. Um, and so for instance, it's the bed in the ocean. It's, mm -hmm. it's going into a place and I don't think any of this is good advice. So don't take this. This is just, it's Jake's steps. This not is Russ's Jake's steps. steps. This is adventure times steps for dealing with fear. If you want to do it, fine. Uh, the first is surrounding yourself with the fear. Uh, the second is submersion. So letting, letting your feel, your fear cradle you like a baby, um, that you are because you have fear, you coward. You um, and Jake does this by untying the bed and Ben being there in the middle of the ocean and essentially having a panic attack. Oh like, yeah. Have I, you ever, have you ever had a panic attack? I have not. I don't think Dude, so. Not a fun experience. I would not suggest it. And then uh, based off of my own that I've only had two that I can actually point to in memory um, based off of that, I would, I honestly think like Finn laying there, his face freaking out, trying to catch his breath and just like losing his mind in the bloodshot eyes, bloodshot eyes, like in the suitcase, like yeah, or suitcase, sleeping bag, like that. I was just like, oh man, he is not having a good time. I've been there before. So submersion, submersion. Uh, step three is drowning yourself in your fear, uh, and that is Jake taking his jowls. Jowls. And pushing Ben deep into mm -hmm. the ocean. I was going to mention, I thought that was like so dark that Jake's like, oh, just yeah. breathe, Ben. Just <laughs> underwater. <laughs> Let me drown you. Uh, so drown yourself in your fear. Uh, and then step four is a little bit better. You're going to take a submarine and you're going to find the beauty within your fear. And so that one, like I kind of appreciated that step. You know, and I love how Jake's just like, I I can't count. <laughs> like, mm. I'm not trying to count. So he said there was only three, but clearly there were more. Uh, step five is sink as low as you can into it and have a friend to help you out, uh, which is essentially him hitting his head and falling to the bottom of the ocean. So after you have found the beauty, after drowning yourself in the fear, go ahead and just sink as low as you can go because then there's only one way to go and that's back up. And Six is embracing your flaws and just knowing it's a part of who you are. And it's the mark of a, a great hero. You sound like you're walking me lesson. through the plot of Fight Club right now. Is that the plot of Fight Club? A near, nearly so. Not necessarily with fear, but with uh, nonchalance. I just, my, my big takeaways from Fight Club are Brad Pitt is great looking dude. And um, the Pixies, 
Where Is My Mind is one of the great songs of our generation. Mm-hmm. Or the generation before us, I guess, technically. But dang, what a song. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Great movie. Jeez. Well, I think it's a, it might be a great spot for a little advertisement break. Yeah, we, need, we probably need to get an ad in there. Not yeah. too bad. Let's go ahead and do that. All right. See you in a second. This is Baby Finn, and I'm here to sell you some of Baby Finn's Baby Bottom Sun Tan Lotion and Tanning Oil. Come outside and play with me, but don't go in the ocean because it's scary. And sometimes when all of my friends go to the beach, I can't get in the water and play with them. And I just lay out on the sand all day and rub myself down with some of Baby Finn's Baby Bottom Sun Tanning Lotion and Tanning Oil. And it's going to get me through the day because I know I'm not getting in that ocean. No way. No way. So buy some today at Two Schmeckles a Pop. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, hey, hey. We are still talking about fear right yep. now. And there's a couple things in this episode that I just kind of had questions about. And like, you know, I'm a big Adventure Time fan, and I was just like kind of confused. Like on a inconsistencies few with the show, or what do you mean? Not even inconsistency. It's just like we, we kind of go into this world of like there's a fear feaster in Finn's belly button and yes. other like parts of his conscience. Yeah, they're introducing first, a lot of random ideas. Yeah, the first one was that there is a giant newt, possibly a salamander that, that shoots fire, fire breathing, mm-hmm. and likes sparkly boots. And that's just we don't even talk about that. I, again. I know, and also the the boots. It's like the boots came back. He's he's in trouble for stealing boots. But Dude, I thought that same thing too. That like but Jake should Jake, get boots. Jake should get the boots. Yeah, I, bet. I hope I hope that you know Jake there's a double boots. standard with boots and toots. You know, boots and toots and on newts. But yeah, I, I thought that was really interesting. It is cool too, though, in some like historic fiction or, or not fiction, but like. Uh, you know, dragons, thinking about dragons yeah. or whatever, like and breathing fire newts. It's just a giant lizard sort right. of thing. Well, and I saw, I read that like, like salamanders are usually more related in like mythology yeah. or like stories with fire. So well, they're like, is he even a newt? Like, or are they just know. saying that because it rhymes with poots? I mean, one of my favorite books, uh, King Killer Chronicles, Name of the Wind, has a giant lizard and like there's tales of dragons in the book, but we've never seen a dragon, but we've seen a giant fire breathing Lizard, Newton yeah. type thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I want to know again. He said they he stole those boots, but who in the world had size four hundred <laughs> shiny boots laying around? And why are Finn and Jake worried about him stealing those boots from whoever? Like, Shrek. Maybe he stole them from maybe Shrek. from Shrek with his size whatever twenty six shoes. That he oh has. man, man. Another one that kind of got me was like Finn has the fear feaster. But where is everybody else's? And can can Jake actually like see his like fear feaster? Does he have like, a vampire fear feaster? Because I remember yeah, you, you he's told so me scared of vampires. Yeah. But but nobody else gets this fear feaster mentality coming out of him. So I was like, hmm. so why is it only with Finn? It's not really explained. It's kind of the big mouth thing. Like, have you seen Big Mouth? Like one episode. Yeah. And the second or third, I think it was the third season, they started having incarnations of like fear and depression and anxiety mosquito yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. And it kind of reminded me of that a little bit. Like yeah. you have this like personified fear feaster that is basically, it's, Finn's conscious, you know, mm-hmm. saying like, hey man, 
subconscious, yeah, being like, hey, man, you know, you're kind of afraid of uh, the ocean. Yeah. Don't go near the ocean, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the other thing I thought about this episode, maybe less of like a hypothetical speaking, but it's kind of just, it, it kind of stuck with me for a moment there is that Finn essentially knows he can't uh, overcome his fear or whatever. And so he gets on that like that uh, buoy, the dinghy out in the ocean and just knocks himself out to sink down. And I was like, was it, was I, it a wrench? What, yeah, what did he, he, had, do a, that he with? had a wrench yeah. that was, I guess, on the buoy or whatever. I don't and like to think about it. himself out so he can sink to the bottom. But if I were scared of the ocean, the last thing I would want to do is be knocked out and sink to the bottom. So like, in a way, is that kind of Finn defeating his fear? That it's it's still present, but he was brave enough to knock himself out. The to episode sink to the said no. You know, I mean, yeah. the fear feaster said no. You cheat. You're a cheater. You're not but like really I don't. I don't agree fear. with that. Really? I don't agree that that's cheating. You know. Well, I wonder because in my mind, I kind of equate it to say, for example, uh, if you're having. A panic attack because because of a certain situation that you're putting yourself in, or if you're terrified of planes, people will take a little something something to help them on the plane. Maybe they're drinking alcohol beforehand, or maybe they have a doctor prescribed medis- medication to deal with yeah, the anxiety you, of whatever it is. You still have to deal with it though, and like yeah, but you, you still can, can yeah. say that I overcame a fear of flying with a little help, but I still am proud of myself that. I got from point A. Got on the plane, you know. So I I think that that it was kind of like brushed over too much at the end. That it was incredibly heroic for Finn to be like physically, I cannot go down and save Jake, and so I will do whatever it takes, even knocking myself out in order to get it done. And I I don't think that that should be like not counted towards Finn's like step towards bravery. So at least he did it, I guess. Yeah, because at least he like. You would think that like it would be a moment of like shaky hands, the wrench is in his hands, he's looking down at the water, he's so scared, and then he might back out. It is you know? the most inefficient way to do what he just did. It's like if you're gonna go save Jake, like you gotta go save Jake. How do you know you're gonna wake up in time to actually yeah, save Yeah, I don't his think life. it was a well thought out plan. And he happens to fall in the same ditch, you know, like I don't know. I didn't say it Skeptical. was well thought out. Skeptical. I thought it was brave. <laughs> <laughs> it was like an Adam West Batman moment, you know. It's like a come on, how did that really you just did that? All right, well fine. <laughs> but that was yeah, I, I had a hard time kind of, you know, being like, mm, that's that's a bummer. And then like yeah. And so at the end of the episode, we kind of feel that, okay, Finn's just going to be scared of the ocean forever. For all my fans out there, we know that this is not the case. Um, not spoiler drops. Well, actually, you know, we were talking about, we haven't even discussed our lovelies yet. And yeah. when Finn wakes up at the bottom of the ocean is when we see my lovelies. Give, give me some sugar, baby. The shrimps. The shrimps. Ooh, those were my number two lovelies. Okay. Yeah, I just, I thought they were adorable and they were doing like little push-ups or little dances on his on his uh, yeah. mask and there just wasn't a lot of cute characters in this episode i don't know i might i might make you change your mind yeah what is it mine was the little limo driver gnome whose flaw was always being late that was my no. lovely of the episode <laughs> good for you but not mine <laughs> not I, yours no i i thought about that there was a, a moment when i was like well you know i can relate i'm late to a lot of things but no i i couldn't i just i thought it was just like so random and he's a cute little like 
ghost gnome that drives a limo around in Finn's belly button. And I just kind of like that concept. <laughs> he is the transport for Finn's subconscious throughout his body via black cloud mm-hmm. limo. He was he was great. He's a good character, but he's just not cute enough for me. Nice. Well, dude, do you want me to <laughs> do you want me to hit you with some some facts? Lay it on me. Nettie's factoids. Oh man, you, you never let the actual sound by go in there, do you? I don't know, Michael. You can you can delete that if you want, <laughs> if you can remember. Um, the first fun one of the episode was that the quote. This one has quotes at the beginning and the end of the episode, and they were actually uh, written by Patrick McHale, who is one of the storyboard artists. I thought that was interesting because I thought they read them in such like an epic voice. I know it was like, where is, I Googled it because yeah. I was so curious, like, what is this like taken from, you know, but. Yeah. And and I was, I was like, I was expecting it to be like Shakespeare mm, yeah, or. No historic like, background Shatner at all. <laughs> something, somebody saying something yeah. epic. Um, the second one is a kind of like a dark fact. I was almost like hesitant to bring this one up, but the, when this episode aired, in Japan for the first time in 2012, it included caution. These scenes are the caution. There are scenes with big waves in it because it was in consideration of the people in Japan who had died in the uh, in the big tsunami from 2011. Oh, wow. um, so I think that, that was I didn't. I, you wouldn't think about that very often. That's kind of like wonderfully considerate. Yeah, even I mean, for a kid's cartoon show that is not even based in Japan. So, like, obviously, like, I I remember that, like, even back then, that was, like, a big thing that happened. It was, like, a big, you know, global tragedy. So, I I was like, wow, that's really, really considerate for them to just even have, you know, a lot that tsunami probably instilled a fear of the ocean in a lot of people. So, they kind of were like, hey, be careful, this might hit close to home or, yeah or who knew who knows who was affected by that or what kids you know family or something yeah that's cool uh, not cool that is very interesting yeah and yeah. so I, I almost was hesitant to bring that one up but i thought it was kind of really yeah. a good you know Bumming shout out to out, the people at cartoon network <laughs> uh lastly not to bring them yes. up shrimpy boys there is another uh real mental disorder and i'm gonna mispronounce this but it's called ama fun Amafufunyana, where patients believe that evil spirits reside within them and they can hear voices from their stomach. So there's an actual real mental disorder that exists out there. Oh, man. So who knows? Maybe that's why Maybe no that one was else the has a fear feaster. Is like this yeah. is all just... Finn has Amambafafamanya. Maybe that was the inspiration <laughs> for it. I don't know. That's fascinating. But that's what I, that's some facts I wanted to hit you with on this Netties, one. Fatoids. That's great, man. Uh, you know, I got I got a lesson for you. Hit um, me. Hit me with your lessons. The only thing to fear is fear itself. Ooh, cliche, babe. And Come sharks. <laughs> you should still fear sharks. Uh, oh, and box jellyfish. Those, those are the only things to fear. Okay. Sharks and box jellyfish. <laughs> box jellyfish no, are terrifying. No spiders, no... Dude, do you know what a box jellyfish yeah, is? It's like yeah, it's like the... I mean, like, yeah, it's like the most deadly animal oh, in the they're world. they're tiny. Yeah. Like, you would, wouldn't even see them. I just I have a feeling that I'm going to be around Australia. Black Widow and Brown Recluse spiders way more frequently than well, box jellyfish. In Nashville, Nashville is... I mean, geez, terrible spot for your wife to have a fear of spiders. I know, it man. is... Like one of the top three spots in the entire United States of America for uh, brown recluse spiders. Yeah, don't don't tell her that. Well, it's true, and I'm pretty <laughs> positive. My landlady at my last apartment 
she was selling the place. So she refused to acknowledge the brown recluse spiders, but I was catching and killing them every other week. And I, I, so my family, I come from a pest control background. This might be too much information about me, but uh, I come from a pest control background. I've worked in pest control before. And I was like, this is a brown recluse spider. Like I know for a fact this is, and I sent it to someone like in my family. I was like, hey, brown recluse spider, right? Yes. And then they denied it until they sold the place. And then I told the new landlord and he was just like, yeah, that's a brown recluse spider. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, bro. That sucks because you got to basically fob the whole place. Anyways. Good, good spider uh, tangent. I know. Uh, talking about fears. I, it is, there's just so you scarier. can be. So that, that the defeats your lesson. You can be scared of brown recluse spiders. Yeah. And sharks mostly though. <laughs> Man, was that the only lesson you got out of this one? Um, well, I also think that, I don't know if this is a lesson, but maybe nervousness is caused by tardiness of your inner confidence limo driver. Okay. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's, that it's, it's the rest of your subconscious catching up with your guttural exactly. feeling. Yeah, exactly. I like that. That's, that's good. I, that's not quite. It's similar to what I have, no, but I, that kind of puts, pulls in a new kind of perspective on it. Well, My, well learned it us. Learned, learned did you what I learned, yeah, in, learned in this episode? Learned it us. If you steal boots, you get the poots. That's a wise words. Wise words from a wise man <laughs> called Finn the Human. Spoken, yeah. If you steal the boots, you get the poots. Mm. Uh, my real lesson, my serious lesson, <laughs> is that I really do think it's healthy to have fears. I think it's what drives us. It's what protects us. Um, from things that can really like, truly be harmful, like the ocean yeah. um, and everything like that. And then like, we just, we have fears for a reason and we need to listen to that. Um, but we can also take measures into our own hands when, you know, friends are in trouble, when there needs to be something to needs to get done. If we have to fly to San Francisco, to Atlanta, and we have to get on an airplane, you do have to overcome those fears. Um, but no one's calling you a coward. Uh, when you say that's just something I don't like because, yeah, natural body reaction is uh, if you're on a plane, you know, 50,000 feet in the air, that's, you, that's your body going, hey, that's pretty, pretty good chance we're not supposed to be here. Oh, yeah. You know? There is something about flying, I will say, because I did that coming back from the beach and it is, we're not, like, I, I honestly don't think humans are meant to fly. No, <laughs> yeah, know? and there's a lot of things, like, like we, yeah. there's a lot of things that we're not meant to do. Like roller that. coasters, we're not meant to have that many <laughs> freaking Gs on our body without dying when you're jumping off of something, you yeah. know, like. <laughs> and that's, I mean, like, I, I'm i not afraid of roller coasters, but I'd see why it's a healthy fear. Like, the, the, the reason why it exists. So the fact that if we all have a fear feaster, demon, belly button, baby boy, then there's a reason it's there. We don't have to feel ashamed of it. We don't have to feel unheroic. And so I'm, I'm marking a like, tab. Marking a tab. On, on, I got another thing that, so I think what we're hearing is Ned is uh, the Superman of this podcast because he doesn't cry. He has no fears. You didn't even ask he me if I had any fears. He has no fears. You never, He's never you had never, a panic attack. <laughs> I never said I wasn't afraid of anything. You just weren't very interested in me this week, Russell. Oh, come on. Don't do that. <laughs> what are your fears, Dad? I'm definitely not keen on like snakes. I think okay. it's a big one of me physically. You dabble in snakes though? I, I dabble. I can look at them through some glass. <laughs> but like I, it's, it's that kind of fear where like, you know, if there's like snake fangs in a textbook, 
you know, I really don't even like want to rub my hand over the picture and yeah. just get like super, super bad vibes from that. I I totally understand that. And I would almost add snakes to my my lesson because yeah. like, I don't know. That's just not a creature that I think we should have as pets. Yeah. And then I'm also, I think a big fear of mine, it, wait, this, this one's probably really similar to, to Finn's, is like being out in the woods in the middle of the night, pitch black dark. Like mm. I would probably do the same thing as Finn. Like like scream and run around in circles until something happened. Well, is that just generally like when you're, uh, do you just not go camping ever? I mean, usually when I'm camping, it's like there's fire, there's lights, there's flashlights. I'm talking like if you've ever driven down like a backcountry road oh, in Georgia yeah. and you look behind you, and you realize how dark it is, and you picture yourself like out there with no phone, no lights, no fire, no friends, that's what gets me. It's the dude yeah. with the saw. I'm like, every time I'm doing that, I'm looking for right around the corner, there's either gonna be a deer that runs out in front of me, which is probably or like just, more realistic. Or just Jason. Or Jason, a dude like with the chainsaw, and he's just sitting on the side of the road. You know, remember that commercial? This is way off topic. I'm sorry, y'all. That commercial, I think it was a beer commercial where they're picking up hitchhikers and each hitchhiker is like, don't pick them up. Like, that's sketchy, you know? Mm -hmm. And and one of them is like a dude with the chainsaw. He's like, hey, man, thanks for, or with an ax or yeah. something. He's like, hey, man, thanks for picking me up. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, I think, gosh, I'm such a coward. I think that commercial as a kid like struck something in my mind where and i don't watch scary movies but i think that commercial did it to where i was like yeah i don't i don't want to come across something like that while i'm driving down well, we need to get you into some more scary movies and we need to get you into some more roller coasters i might have or watched... else i'm gonna knock you out with a wrench and put you on one <laughs> or put you in a in a fake podcasting room and then knock all the walls down and like lo and behold you're on a roller coaster now if we get if we can get to say 10,000 down 10 10,000 weekly downloads. Weekly downloads. Weekly downloads. 10,000 total downloads. We're <laughs> no. going to Six Flags, baby. Oh, well, you go to Six Flags. I just don't know if you're going to get me on doing much. but <laughs> Yeah, 100,000 downloads, guys. Russell's getting a butt tattoo, so it's going to be great. You heard it here first. <laughs> well, that's okay. Because he's this, afraid of tattoos as well. The canon is, here's every time we get to a goal with downloads, Russell does something that he doesn't <laughs> want to, and then Ned's invincible. <laughs> yeah. It'd be like, we get to four downloads and I'll get another tattoo. I think I'm still just caught up on you not crying, man. <laughs> not often. Not just often. Just makes me feel like a wuss. It just um, depends on how much Sarah McLaughlin plays on my TV. Crying is totally okay. And Adele, if that's what gets you to cry, uh, SNL would probably agree. Well, y'all, I'm pretty tapped on this one. Yep. Yeah. We, we went on plenty of tangents. We never go on tangents. And this episode almost had a couple of things that I would consider tangents. So let's... Let's wrap it up. They were pretty lengthy adventures. Yeah, you know, little side trails. You know, I almost went on another one about Simon and Garfunkel. No, nope, no, nope, save it. Hold that, baby. Yeah, hold it. So, hold it for next dude, week. Si Paul Simon's one of the nope, great nope, advice. Hold it. Oh, hold man. it. Don't start it. I love you guys. This is Never Ending Adventure Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Never Ending Adventure Podcast, TikTok at Never Ending Adventure Cast, and Twitter. Don't follow us there at NEA underscore podcast. Uh, y'all are awesome and we love doing this love and we hope guys. we can keep doing it mm. alright bye bye yeehaw don't be afraid now ladies and gentlemen